0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Project Nerd as a whole. I could let them know about about the sorrow and the happiness that the future has
1: in store for them. Maybe they could learn from it. Let's dive deep. Let's dive right in. We're going to dive deep into this.
0: Let's deep dive into this. This is Diving Deep.
1: This is Diving Deep this is diving deep
0: hey 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 Hey, bro nerds it's iggy and i am here with diving deep a podcast we haven't done in a while but we're bringing back we're getting it back out in front of you uh, because we got some big things to talk about fun things important things social things all kinds of cool things and i felt this was the right time to get us recording again because i am sitting in the makers lab at the matchbox in west lafayette uh, Indiana, where I am across the table from what I would consider a expert in the topic at hand, prop-making, uh, Mr. James Wolfgar of Wolfgar Weapons. How are you doing, James?
1: I'm doing great, man.
0: Awesome. So we are going to talk props. So I think, and you know this for sure, over the years, something that has become synonymous with Project Nerd would be cosplay and prop making, I say. We share a ton of stuff. We've we're a big part of the community. We love hanging out with you guys. So it's something that a number of people that come to Project Nerd look for. We've had tutorials in the past. We get questions still and all that. So great topic I think to uh get us back into diving deep is to really dive deep into all the stuff you do about it. Cause they can see the pictures. We can have fun on our other podcasts, talking about all the cool times and the events. But there's a lot that goes into this as we sit here with like what three 3d or a couple 3d printers working over to our side and your workshop going hard as well so let's talk props
1: yeah let's talk props so just quick introduction i'm james wolfgar i run wolfgar Webs and props in cause awesome studios yeah i've been prop making for for all my life and doing like halloween stuff but really i've been doing it professionally for about five years maybe six years now and then before that i just made a lot of stuff for myself my friends would see the stuff that I made and then they wanted me to build stuff for them and then people started offering to pay me and then it's kinda gone on from there. Been blown up recently as far as lots of different people working with me, contractors. I work with people all over and we sell to everybody. We sell to Hollywood and you know celebrities. And then we also sell to just anybody that comes to our booths at Comic Cons. Anybody can order off our website. We did Etsy for a while, but now we're on all just on our website. And uh, we sell on ebay as well. So just all over the world we've shipped everywhere all day every day is we, we're building i got a couple really great guys building with me right. and i do that too
0: what's uh so before we get into the actual prop making a couple yeah. questions on that what's the craziest country you guys sent a prop to like you, you would know just it's like, just all
1: over like it, yeah oh, is
0: there one that just popped up and you're like what is going like egypt sending, was one i was like sweet that's interesting. They're, they're
1: sending this thing to yeah um i wonder
0: if there's a photo shoot of your stuff uh, like in front of the pyramids
1: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, Egypt was one that popped up for sure. Yeah, we've all over and we always have to like kinda check laws local laws on what's right. going on where. In some places we can't ship um certain things but other things are fine and
0: Well yeah, on the side of your shop that was that one sign that says uh, all prop weapons, like whatever. Like you just you guys are making sure you're
1: Oh yeah, so keeping we have it, a keeping like it safe. on the gate to our shop we have a everything is <laughs> is a replica firearm here and we're a replica firearm collectors or whatever. Nothing is real, that sort of thing. That's for if, you know, cops or anybody else pop up and hopefully nobody gets shot on on our thing. We've also talked to a local police office and that sort of thing, telling them, hey, this is a thing that we we do. So they're aware of it, but it's just, we want to keep everybody safe. Well, safety
0: and laws kind of go into the shipping as well and everything like that. Definitely. Cool, cool. I, if I remember correctly, at least a big part of it, this may not be all of it, but a big part of how this got started was the epic... Wolfgar Halloween parties or costume <laughs> parties. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're not. They weren't even under in Halloween. It was just a random costume party each year, right?
1: Yeah, I started a costume party in college that was called just the superhero party. Right. And yeah, everybody just—it was another excuse to party, another, another Halloween. We always did it in September, so all the Halloween stores were open. And yeah, i just went up there. We just had the 11th one uh, this year, maybe the 12th one. I can't remember, but. It's been going for over a decade every year and yeah, a lot of people met a lot of people through that and that's kinda building my love for costumes and all things cosplay. And like I before I started Wolfgar Weapons and Props, right, we had Cause Awesome Studios and it's still a big thing. But um, yeah, I mean the mission statement of Cause Awesome is to spread the awesomeness that is costume art. Right. right? And so people just just appreciate cosplay. And some people want to call it cosplay. Some people want to call it costuming, whatever. Appreciate that whole art.
0: Like you said, you've surrounded yourself with a lot of talented people, and it feels like everybody's story is a little bit different of how they really got invested into it and excited about it. Breaking it down a little bit, prop making, which uh, SKS will be proud if we really separate the differences between cosplay and prop making. But obviously, cosplaying I think it's more broad and more of the actual... Out there doing it like when you guys are out on the con floor having a good time, stuff like that. With the prop making, I mean, we toured your workshops. We're sitting at another shop here. This is like, I mean, like legit, like tools and printers, and you guys got a photo lab. You've got one of the big paint stations. It's a big thing, Yeah. yeah.
1: So, and we've grown it too. I mean, over over six years, we've. I started off. Literally in like a back room of my basement, Mm. making my very first Constantine prop. But that was not, I wasn't charging anybody for that, right? That was my personal one for the second superhero party. So that was literally 12 years ago or 13 or not, you know, 11 years ago. I don't know how to do math right now. But but yeah, now we're sitting here and I have two laser cutters next to me. And I think we have like 12 3D printers just in this lab. And this isn't just my lab. This is the maker space that I run. I happen to also make a maker uh, run a makerspace in town, Matchbox uh, Makerspace. What's awesome about that is the reason I got this job running this one mm. is cosplay, right? And right. I mean, I I reached out to this local um, coworking studio here and joined because they had a laser cutter in this little lab here. And I I told them the first day I walked in the first day I said, hey, you know, if you ever need a lab manager, if that's ever the thing, like, let me know. Yeah. And I ended up getting this job about a year ago and i'm loving it not that i can't also do wolf Guard weapons which i do and a lot of other guys work you know over 40 hours for me but i'm doing that all the time too there's a lot that goes into it we have a lot of fun all kinds of different tools equipment like right. you said my other shop has a bunch of stuff too but it's pretty intense now yeah. I mean, well, we're doing sounds, a lot of and, stuff and
0: it sounds like this space too gives you a chance to do more of the education and collaborating and everything too which is i know a big part for you
1: Cool. Yeah, so we run, I run workshops from Wolfgar Weapons and Cosmo Studios out of this space, too, because it's very open to the public mm. access, it's clean, and, you know, all those things, and I run it out of this workshop that we're in here, which is Matchbox, and then I also run Matchbox Studio Maker Lab, you know, how to 3D print, how to use laser cutters, stuff like that, and we have a lot of people who have joined Matchbox to build props and to make costume stuff and not just that we do prototypes and everything else but that's costuming is a big thing a lot of maker like make fair a lot of maker fairs a lot of maker things go around wearables if not costumes as well
0: right so I think one thing, and I think probably something you wanted to get into, I think, are some of the challenges of it. Um We've spent a lot of time huh. talking about it this weekend. SKS Props and I spent some time talking about it. All these things that the iceberg thing that you, I know you love, and it's the, everybody sees that, what, 10% or so, the, the success, the costumes fully built, you guys walking around, and some of those mega group builds that are amazing. But I think, yeah, part of the Diving Deep was really, like we said, there's, these tools aren't cheap you guys got team members and now that it's become a business you got you're wrangling people you got shipping requirements you've got Yeah. I mean, all kinds of things going on beyond just, hey, I built my costume and showed up to the con.
1: Definitely. So, I mean, there's all kinds of challenges in it. A lot of those I actually like, right, and learn Mm -hmm. from and go forward. So I fail all the time constantly, Um, but I'm failing, trying to fail to learn, right, and get that experience. So something that, like, early on is prop shop. We consider ourselves a prop shop. So Mm -hmm. we're not just prop builders. We do (laughs) definitely build props all over in all kinds of different ways. We're not just foam smiths. We're not just whatever um, we, we use foam and 3d printing and kit bashing and everything just make get people the props they need If we aren't going to be able to build it ourselves a lot of times I just send somebody to whoever will be able to build it yeah uh, but we have seamstresses and everything else that work for us and work as contractors for us so we can make it happen which I'm very proud of but early on yeah there wasn't there wasn't that and we you know would have to build everything that was ordered. So now we have, like you said, our inventory system and in our shipping system, we have a large inventory of things on hand that are on our website that we can ship out same day or next day or, you know, at least that week. Right. We do two shipping days. So when we do those, it's it's pretty awesome because I can literally just say, Oh, hey, we had an order coming for this. Okay, it's Tuesday, it's shipping day. I'm gonna pack that up right now and get that out. And people very much appreciate it. That was a big struggle early on. And I think that's what a lot of places a lot of my other friends that are prop makers, they don't have that inventory right. built up. Yeah. That was a struggle, and now it kind of is a struggle still for the shipping, for the like just the logistics of it all, and right. even managing the inventory system. But we go to conventions, so we have a lot of inventory we want to bring there, and we want people to be able to pick our stuff up and really feel it and get that sense of how it is. If it's a sword, I want you to be able to swing it and feel like you... Is it going to break or not? Because we want it to be durable, right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of times if you're just looking at something online, you can't really tell what it's like. So I I love the fact I get to go bring these these things to people, I also tell people another challenge, but also something that's cool is I get to look people in the eye. They have bought things from me and they either get to say, I love your stuff and it's awesome. And I, this is great. And I love hearing that feedback. But then also if somebody's unhappy, they can bring it to me. Right. And Mm -hmm. I have to look at them. And like, if you buy something off Amazon, you don't ever meet the maker of that thing. Right. Right. And if you don't like it, you can tell me a lot of times I'll, you know, I've replaced things for people. I've fixed things for people that they bought years ago. At my booth, and Mm -hmm. that's a little weird to say, but I mean it's customer service, so it's also something else we're trying to do a lot of, and that's that's a big thing, and people people don't think about
0: always costuming, so they're going to need more props.
1: Oh yeah, and people don't don't understand the customer service aspect of everything when you know you think about building props and being a, a prop maker i love making props but a lot of what i end up doing now is doing that customer service and making sure somebody got their thing on time right. or whatever where's this package that sort of thing
0: no i think it's huge and and going back to your inventory room it was when we walked in there and felt like we were getting ready for like a, a zombie invasion or something we we're gonna go in there and load up with all the the weapons and ammunition you had hanging out there
1: it's fun to have (laughs) that room a four wall room right full of full of props and stuff like that. tons of guns in there
0: let's talk a little bit about it so what's what do you you know the difference walk me through what the difference is between hey i'm gonna go buy this cool nerf gun off amazon and just give it a quick spray paint coat on my own compared to what they're getting if they buy a wolfgar weapon
1: it's the same way that you pay a plumber to come do plumbing at your house, we have a lot of tools and abilities and know-how and wisdom and and knowledge of it, I guess, right? We've been through there. So you can, and there's nothing wrong with making your own props. Like, totally, I will show you how. I will teach you how to make your own props. I will, if you have a question on, like, what spray paint we use, I'm not trying to hold that back. No, for sure. Or how we do things. And a lot of times we'll do something, you know, we can do a simple way for a certain price, and then we can do, like, I always give people the cosplay version, the, like, replica version mm. quotes because that's another thing too some people are looking for a movie replica they don't want to take it out on cosplay like and be in costume they just want it on their wall they want it to look exact some people care whether like if it's a if it's a pistol or something whether it cocks back or they can be static some people don't want it to be static right I mean some people don't want it to work right because they want it to be a costume prop so it's a lot of it's going back and forth on that but getting into yeah, what was the original question? I'm, well, I think the, you, you, you kind of answered, CKD2. so
0: kind of it was the the, the the explanation of your props compared to just buying something and doing a oh, quick sure. job on it. And yeah. I think you, one good point you threw in there was the, it's like calling the plumber or the heating and AC, right? The HVAC guy, things like that. Yeah, sure, you can look it up on Google. And- you may be very capable of it, mm. you know, but there are some things that you may not have the tools for, and things like that. And as you said that, I just I thought about those three D printers over there because those things ain't cheap.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot more to three D printing something than just pressing the button or right. creating the file. You have to resize things, you have to finish them, you have to make sure they go well together. You have to most things don't three D print all in one piece off of a three D printer. Right, and even when they do, you have to sand them. But there's a lot of like filling gaps and everything else. And once the laser cutter, we're able to. Actually, laser cut symbols onto foam and onto, uh, like, ABS and things like that. You guys cut it out those don't have.
0: Project Nerd logo as actual glasses for us. Yeah, the, that's those some, were yeah. acrylic, right? Yeah. were right. acrylic. I don't you have the tools to, for that. You were able
1: to glue those. Yeah. And, and, and trying to cut a circle, just a quick circle, perfect circle in like foam or acrylic or anything like that will take so long and it's so hard to do. But if you have a laser cutter, boom, do it. Right. And we don't charge, you know, a decent hourly rate. But if somebody, a lot of people have said, well, they'll come to my classes, right? And they'll they'll come to them and they'll learn how to do it. And that's great. And then at the end... They're like, hey, this is a lot more work than I expected. Right. How much do you actually charge for this? And I'll tell them, and they're just, they'll pull out their money right there and be like, all right, just you make it for me. And it's the same way. It's an expert. We have a place to paint, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, they'll pull up something and be like, I can make this myself. I'm like, cool. I'm glad that you can make it yourself. Go make it yourself. But there's a lot of people who can't, whether they don't have the room in their shop or the room in their house, or they don't have the time, or they don't have the know-how, or they don't have all this other stuff. And... Also, we have lots and lots of different, if if you talk about adhesives, right? I can go on and this is a diving deep. So I can talk about adhesives for the next two hours. Just adhesives. Let's go. Uh, Right. (laughs) I don't know if you want to dive deep into Mm. just adhesives, but Yeah. yeah. And I love answering questions on those. I love, um, like, Bob Smith Industries is a super glue a, a super glue. We actually bought, we branded it under Wolfgar Weapons Prop Style. So you can buy some from us at our booths that has our logo on it. We call it Wolf Juice, <laughs> yeah, right? Yep. We'll, we'll put the link in the description maybe. The, but, fam- um, the famous Wolf Juice. Yeah, so, I mean, that stuff is such a godsend from... You know, when I used to build props, I used to be using hot glue and random other things, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get things to stick together. And when I used some of the super glue that I bought from like the normal stores, it would run and get on my fingers, and it was awful. And I never thought it was like, you know, I just glue wasn't worth it. Super right. glue wasn't worth it. Now I'm able to, no gloves, glue something together, no problem, and it takes 15, 20 seconds to dry. So those type of things, that and like some of the paints, and just all the knowledge and know how, and like using the snaps, like putting snaps on something putting like rivets and random other things in leather actually laser cutting leather and engraving in leather and engraving i'm kind of going off here no but, it's
0: it's good it's I good mean, there's so much more to it than just there's so painting much. a gun like you said
1: there's so much and then also just filling the holes on a, on a nerf gun and knowing how to fill the holes so they aren't going to come out like the screw holes right, right. and then you know dremeling or sanding off the the logos and things like that, that's a big thing. And most of the time, it's not just a Nerf gun. Taking the logos off of, fill the holes, and repainted. I add little bits and widgets and 3D print things for them. And, you know, we have an entire shop. You saw that back area. There. Yeah. Like, large shelves of just what people like to call greeblies, right? Or, like, just little bits. Little parts and bits and whatever I can cut off of things. I go to Goodwill all the time to, like, just find random stuff. 3D printing has changed that game. Because yeah. now, if I want a greebly... I can just, and I like one, and I can either model it and just make it real quick and then resize it to and use it on different things. And say I make a gun now. It used to be if I found something from Goodwill and cut it off of the piece on the Goodwill and then put it on the gun, and, like, a, like I make a lot of cable guns, right? right. Um, so cables gun, and in case people don't know, it's, like, a big sci-fi gun, right? So it's big sci-fi blaster. It looks crazy. My first cable gun, the one I, had, like, the only prop, actually, that I own that I will not sell is that one and luckily that didn't get destroyed uh this weekend (laughs) but um so the only one i won't sell is that one but on that i have just little bits that i've cut off of things if i were to remake that i would probably 3d print some of the things and then if somebody else wanted one i could remake it way easier
0: yeah because now you have the file too Yeah. yeah
1: so there's a lot of different things 3D printing technology has come so far in such a short amount of time. I I tell people this in the makerspace all the time. In the next five years, literally, probably everybody will have, or most people will have, a 3D printer in their house that's kind of like a... Like a microwave, right? Right. Where they'll be able to just make widgets and things like that. And it'll be more foolproof. It'll be self-leveling and all these things. And then they have, like, resin printers that are going crazy now. And some of the maker people I know and the research I've done on that, the stuff they have on, like, the space shuttles and the stuff they have on on submarines Mm -hmm. are light years ahead of us because they need them. They can just beam up a file. They can literally just send a file up to the... Space station, and then they can print it out there. So that technology, because they need it to be so good there, is just going to roll down like all technology does. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? So definitely.
0: And I think a, a big thing you kind of hit in there too is that uh, you get—I mean, you guys are artists. Your artist is what you are, definitely. And when we talk about it and have so many—I think both of us have so many friends in that community as well. If you get a commission piece at a convention, you're not just paying for the 30 minutes they worked on it there, right? You got to pay for the tools that they—the they, inks, the, the markers, the everything like that. Um, and of course, the better tools, the more expensive tools, they're going to produce the better print as well. Right. Uh, the time making them good at that craft because every craft takes practice definitely, definitely. and um, all those other pieces that go into it whether it be schooling time their home studio everything like that is all a factor into when you're paying for something you should definitely be thinking oh i'm paying for all of this it's not just the the 30 minutes right there right
1: definitely and you're you're also paying for and this goes for any prop builder or prop company like mine or Mm -hmm. shop you're paying for them to have already like researched what's the best base shield or what's yeah. the best base vest for this right so i can tell you i've spent a lot of wasted money trying to order things that are i thought might be cool but i'll test it mm. a lot of times it's on my own stuff but like the vest i use for cable the vet like the base vest i use for cable i've used that for multiple things because it's good it's durable i know how to attach things to it it's got like this neat collar thing And I can really take that. And and that's something else, too. I really enjoy the fact that we cosplay. and, And a lot of people have actually told us this, too. It's not just my opinion. We do a lot of cosplay. So we've been there. We know how to make it so it doesn't break and if it does break we know how to fix it right and we understand like where things are going to break or where yeah. things are going to happen and like we, things need to be comfortable right so you'll see a lot of and we run into this a decent amount with like 3d models right so i'll I'll get somebody who's a 3d modeler they'll make something and then i'll have to edit the file because i need to make it so it can put be put together that's actually i gotta new, do another plug here that's why i love uh Traywick designs okay We've been working with them for about three, four years now. And I don't know that he's ever cosplayed, but his models, he sells like kits. okay—and His kits come with all the right screws, all the right everything. And they and they fit together. They're made. They're like easy puzzles. It's not somebody who just modeled something and said, okay, now you figure out how to like splice it up right. and, and cut it up and make it work. He's done the leg work. He's done all the leg work. And we do, we finish every one of his things. So if you can find it on Trade Week Designs, Wolfgar Weapons, and props we do it mm-hmm. so we have this business partner relationship with him it's amazing every time he makes something new we immediately order some so we have some in stock so we can you know we painted them up and our style painting there's a, so much that goes into it from modeling it to doing everything and we work with lots of different people who do 3D models and you know patterns. There's tons and tons of things to learn too. I mean, we're constantly learning too. That's I think that's one of my favorite parts about prop making mm. is the fact that somebody will come out with a new product uh, this weekend. I actually I need to I don't don't try this. Well, try this if you want to try this. But the, the coolest thing I learned this weekend, I asked somebody how they made their prop, and it was a helmet. and It was super shiny and it was made out of foam. And this is Buddy Van Loon. And he he basically said, oh, hey, yeah, I used, like, Pledge Floor Shine on it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. And I need to do this now because it looked awesome. And, I mean, I usually use clear coat or glossy clear coat or something to make something shine. But this Pledge stuff was – however he did it.
0: I was going to say, like, did he pledge and then do a coat over it to lock it in or did he just – or did he have a bottle of Pledge in his back pocket that he kept spraying? I don't know.
1: No, no. So I, I think it's self – he said it was self-leveling. I need to try this. Like yeah. I'm very excited. Every every time I go and get into things and, and talk to people about what they've done, but he painted it like normal, right? Like he hit foam, and then he covered it, and they painted it, and they hand-painted it, and then at the end, on certain spots, he actually painted over – I think he said he painted it was a brush, but it's self-leveling, like a very fine brush, so it didn't even have brush strokes this pledge like floor covering I need to try it and it was shiny as hell I, I saw it while I was on a Mario Kart driving by him And the thing that stood out to me was how shiny that damn helmet was.
0: Well, I need to use it uh, for my hardwood floors, too, then, if it's keeping it that shiny. (laughs) Yeah, right. right? (laughs) So, perfect. Yeah, I I think that's what's great about you guys. And another thing that we talked about on our own time, away from the microphones, is the talk about keep on learning and keep on creating and getting excited about these things. And those are the people that not only energize us, because those are the type of people we are. We just want to keep making and learning and doing new things. But, and when I say we, I mean not only you and your crew, but, you know, us, us over here at Project Nerd. So I think that's a really cool experience that you said you guys have established. I mean, you got props and movies and music videos and all this stuff, and you're over here geeking out about a new technique you just learned this weekend and how you want to try it. So it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, and that's another one of my favorite parts about, one, the cosplay community They're very supportive, and some people will complain a little bit, but in general, they're a very, very supportive community. And the prop maker community, most of them share all their techniques or a lot of their techniques. And the thing is, you can share your technique all day long, but being good at it is a totally different thing, right? Like Volpin Props, one of the best in the business. They do amazing stuff. They'll post on there, hey, this is what we did. Hey, look at this four-part mold we're doing right now. Not many people were able to bust out a four-part mold. I've never done a four-part mold. I don't plan on doing anything like a four-part mold anytime soon. I would try it, right? I'd love to try it, but I have yeah. to have something that I need to do it on and everything else. So it's great to be able to share. Like, I don't feel like we need to keep anything back or have some type of trade secret or anything. Right. And there's plenty of room to go around. I know I've seen videos from a lot of different prop makers. I think Bill Durant has one from Punish Props that is basically, hey, there's plenty of room. Like, you know, just do this. This is oh, and yeah. it's tough. It's tough. And, and also competition is good. The more people are talking about props, more people are talking about cosplay, the more people are you know, excited about these things. I mean, if you talk about a prop builder over somewhere else that's kicking butt and whatever, somebody's going to get excited. Oh, there are prop builders. There are people who will make this stuff for Right. Me? I can get somebody making make an entire full costume. And then they're bound to come to me or, or if I'm talking about it, they're bound to come to somebody else. It's good. It's it's really a good well, thing for
0: well, the it pushes community. you to be better too. I think you, you either see it and say, I want to make something that awesome or they – Teach you a new technique, kind of like you're talking about this weekend, and so then you can add it to your already repertoire of uh, techniques. So that's a great thing about the geek community and the prop community, obviously fitting within it, is where it typically inclusive, and I think it comes in a big part because this is really the first time period that it's mainstream. So it's always been. On the fringes, and we've had to be inclusive because it was just us. <laughs> it was just the geeks.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, and the the best part about it is we even have like celebrity geeks, like Adam Savage. Mm-hmm. He's blowing the stuff up. He was just at C2E2, uh, and I mean, he's always been that guy on like right. uh, MythBusters and everybody else. That's just been doing well, and he's been doing movies for a long time. But we're just now seeing that like really blow up that in cosplay, right? That over the past, uh, over the past ten years, over the past five years, over the past three. It's just been going going nuts. Yeah. Right? And people, and I mean, I'll talk to people in normal day, everyday life, and they're like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, I'm going to a convention. I'm going to be a space wolf. Rah! <laughs> Rah. Rah. Like, let's go. Rah. And they're like, what? Like, what is, what is the space? What are you doing? Rah. But then they see it, and then they, a lot of times they'll think, oh, that's kind of neat. And I'm like, dude, you just got to try it. Right? <laughs> like, try cosplaying, try doing it once. And it's the, the I know this is about probability, but no it's yeah. is a lot of fun and i think that also does make prop building that much more fun too when i can say hey i can make that or and i love walking around conventions and seeing things we made right like ctv2 i'm just oh hey i've I, I recognize that prop we made that out of the shop and right. i don't know the person at all but it's it's neat oh
0: it's such a great experience yeah that's that, yeah. that's really cool no, I think, um, and I know it's hard right now with it being audio only, but I think sometime we'll have to come back up and, and do like a video thing in the shop so we can really dive deep into a specific technique. Yeah, um, I would love that. But I know in, Quaid
1: would like that. Quaid's always building. Right. Um, Seth's always building. Uh, Seth Knight and John Quaid are, they are killing it in the shop. They are literally making all kinds of different things. I'm building as much as I can, but like I said, I have to do a lot of the administrative stuff. Yeah. I definitely still have t- plenty of time to build, but it's um, the
0: adulting part.
1: They are they are like main mainstream, rocking it and building, it. and that's the great thing having a having a good team. We have other people too. Adam Watney, Watney Props makes amazing all kinds of things that he makes. He, he does his big thing is a chainsaw from Ash for Evil Dead, and he does the chainsaw arm. He does all kinds of different things, all kinds of Star Wars stuff. Really, having that good quality team is important, and we've had plenty of other people, amazing people come through and help Uh, my wife's always doing new projects and new things and she does a lot of things for herself but we end up learning yeah she ends up doing a lot of learning and the the trial and error and then why you know that carries over to other things
0: yeah I think that like you said it helps with you guys being also the ones who want to wear the stuff you, you you do a lot of techniques and contest it on your own stuff and, and get out there and I think, like you said it even adds to meeting the new people and everything like that but it's pretty awesome yeah I, again I think prop making is such a big part of Project Nerd here and we don't actually make it um, I've always I still have it a wonderful Christmas present one year that I got in the mail a Han Solo Blaster from Wolfgar Weapons back in the early days you remember yeah, that? yeah that was
1: back in the early days yeah, that was yeah. like
0: five plus years ago yeah
1: yeah, now and now we do like things like signs and coasters and stuff too. We've expanded out. Right. So. I gotta make you some. I guess we made you the project nerd glasses. Glasses, yeah. But like, I gotta make you some um, some more swag. Some maybe a, maybe a sign for your booth or something yeah. that'd be good.
0: Oh, that would be awesome. Well, we'll definitely have to talk about that. Let's uh, let's plug some places for people to to get some of these, get their hands on some of these cool props, or even at least see them. Where where can uh, where can people go online to do it? Or even uh, in, I think we'll be past the event coming up this weekend, but maybe any future events this year.
1: Biggest place, go to wolfgarweapons.com and that's W-U-L-F-G-A-R. That's the most common. Exp- it's not a O on the wolf. It's a U. Right. Um, but wolfgarweapons.com wolfgarprops.com works, too. You can hit us up on Facebook. We're on Instagram a little bit. I'm really bad about checking oh, messages on social Instagram. Social hard. But, yeah, it is hard. <laughs> We're getting there. You can see some of our stuff on YouTube. We're hopefully going to bust out a little bit more. We definitely aren't the people who are doing the, like, the in-depth videos we're more or less just making the props and sending them out and making the props and shipping them out and getting it that way. Um, that's that's our more of our focus right now anyway. Right. And then upcoming co- events, we have a lot of Wizard Worlds. We're at Wizard World uh, Cleveland this next weekend. We're at Wizard World Chicago when that happens, Wizard World St. Louis. Then we're also going to be at Lexington Toy and Comic Expo coming up. Uh, in, in March, we have Indiana Comic Con, which is always a blast. It's right in our backyard, right. So we're in Lafayette, Indiana, and then Indie Pop Con, which is, I think, where I first met you. It
0: was. Um,
1: Indie Pop Con, year one. Yeah, Indie Pop Con we... is. Oh man, that that's always a blast. That's so in June this year. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's in June, and then we also have. We'll probably add a couple more. Maybe some. Right. I'd like to get up to Michigan. Maybe to Detroit. I think there's a Detroit Comic Con.
0: There is the Motor City um, one. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a, a couple pa- actually. Apparently, a really the Motor City one those apparently like are really uh, great for creators and stuff too.
1: Yeah, and we we enjoyed. I really enjoyed Cincinnati Comic Con. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I, I I had never been there. People told me, hey, go there as a vendor. Go there and have and have a good time, and I think we paid to have to do that again. I want to say we. I want to go back there. I need to make sure right. we actually make have a booth. Sure that we did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome, man. All right. Well, and of course, I know at many other conventions too. Y'all having a good time? They can spot you out and ask you questions, and even if you don't have some of the videos, I know you guys know a lot of people do and of course here at project nerd we know a number of the people do and we can always point you in the right direction to some of those things and if you do catch yourself in the lafayette area keep an eye on the maker space here to where uh like you said you're gonna be doing some of those tutorials and, yeah, and classes and things
1: matchbox co-working studio right um, and then within it we have the matchbox maker lab
0: right Royal well, james i know this was a short conversation on the microphones but We've had plenty of conversations this weekend, and every single one of them has been a pleasure. I will make sure all the links are on there. And, of course, if you forget any of the links, those Wolfgar banners are right on our website because you guys are a great supporter of Project Nerd, and we always appreciate that. So this is another diving deep where we've dove deep into prop making. Prop making's not for you. Uh, it's still something uh, maybe you learned something from, uh, or maybe at least you know where to buy something if it's not for you now, right? So you can get it. Uh, as always, we're open to topic ideas, too. doesn't have to be uh, light. doesn't have to be heavy. It can be anything, really. And if we can find the somebody who's in an- expert on the subject matter, or if we're passionate about it as well, we'll definitely dive deep into that too. Comments always welcome, and make sure you head on over to projectnerd.com if you're finding us elsewhere, uh, so you can easily see these links and maybe some photos to go along with it. That's it for this week's episode of Diving Deep. Until next time,